Good day, good morning, whatever time of day it is, and welcome to the World Wide Will Show on this quite rainy evening in May for us. Yeah, indeed. Awful. It's it's we've had a couple of weeks of sunshine, and that's probably all we're getting there, right? Summertime yeah. is over. Like surprisingly chilly too. This morning was actually cold. Yeah, it went from like twenty degrees to ten. Yeah, and and mm. it was six this morning when I was walking the dog at like half past seven. It was six, and I was walking around doing that. Oh, I'm wearing a coat. I bet I'll be boiling. No, <laughs> gloves and hat. Sucks to be you. It does suck to be me. On occasion, this is very true. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, we have been quiet for a week, but we are back and back at it and bigger than ever. This week, we are going to be having some first world problems. Yep. As per usual, so I think we shall roll with that in just a second. But first. If you have a friend who likes the show or if you want to check it out in more detail, you can find us on Facebook forward slash Worldwide Will. You can find us on um, iTunes with the Worldwide Will show and you can find us on any decent RSS feed type podcasting app where again we are Worldwide Will. Also give us a follow on Twitter at Worldwide Willcom, W-I-L-K-O-V because reasons. Dem now, reasons. Let's hit it with some first world problems. What do we got? Um... My car replaces my speedo with a petrol light when I've got 30 miles to go. <laughs> but I can go to work and back for three days or 30 miles. Interesting. Yeah. So you're going past the speed camera and you've got to press a button so you can see what to speed see you're speed. doing. That's really annoying, actually. Borderline it is dangerous. really bad. It's Oof. awful. That's, that's really not on, actually. The thing I about actually, hey, you need fuel is well, well and good, but... I actually fill up to stop it. From... Uh, you've got a mini, haven't you? Is it with a one big dial? No, see, you see the speed mm. in a little bit in front of you. Uh, so your other option is to look at the big dial, uh, which is not handy no, when you're driving. No, it's off to the side, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, see, mine has this thing where the little yellow light comes on, but the problem is it's so forgiving that I know that now, so I'll run it for a couple of days on like the yellow light. Like, I did it once driving to Leeds. The yellow light came on as I was halfway to Leeds. I didn't fill up until I'd already driven to Leeds, drove back the following morning all the way to Hebden Bridge, and then I filled up in Hebden Bridge. Nice. And you're like, that is, yeah, it's good, but the problem is there are a number of times where I'm driving home or something, the yellow light comes on, I'm like, should I fill up now? Nah, I can't be bothered. It'll be fine. I'll sort it in the morning. when I don't understand, my old car mm. used to petrol light me on mm. 50 miles to go. Nice, yeah. sensible, nice, normal. Chunk of, yeah. The Mini... No, just whenever. Just whenever. <laughs> 73. Like at some point soon, you need to fill up. Yeah, or okay. 20. You know, That's like really bizarre. I don't know if it's because of my miles per gallon or something. Maybe, yeah, if it's basing it on your usage, so it goes, you've roughly got this amount. That, that's worrying, though. On the times where it comes up with, like, 70, how much fuel are you using? Like, I'm doing third gear everywhere. No, no, it, well, uh, yeah, I don't understand. Mm, it says I've got 70 miles to go. Yeah, there must be some kind of weird algorithm on there somewhere or something. It's a rubbish one. Technology, evidently, yeah. Definitely like, first world problem. Get it together, Mini. God. <laughs> Uh, the TV in the doctor's waiting room has the wrong aspect ratio. Oh, no! <laughs> no one likes that. Aspect ratios are the bane, right? They just turn up everywhere. My doctor's doesn't mm. even have a TV. Oh, you, you 
poverty-stricken fool you. <laughs> the third world doctors. <laughs> what, what sort of witch doctor are you visiting? <laughs> They're going down for the shaman to make a sacrifice to try and... <laughs> could actually explain a lot. Yes, it could. I don't yeah. imagine so, yeah. Um, I had to... <laughs> I had to baby someone this week because mm-hmm. I gave them a laptop that had Windows 10 on it. Oh, no. And they'd never used it before. Rookie manoeuvres. Have they had any of the pre- most recent ones? Because it's just the same as Windows 8. Windows 7. Uh, okay. Right. This is one of the things. I, I have a first world problem on the back of this. It's an impromptu one. The fact that they skipped Windows 9 bothers me. 8.1. Yeah, but it's not real, is it? So that's not 9. You can't do from that 8.1 to 10. That's not how no, numbers 8, work. 8.1 was version 9. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Right, okay. Why? Well, call it 9 then. Damn you, Microsoft. What I find really mm. funny, we've got some software at work. Mm. And uh, schools, you know, school software is mm. pretty poor. Yeah. And on the back of the software, it says suitable for Windows 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So... I think I, I can't remember if I tweeted the company or emailed them. I said, uh, I've never heard of Windows 9. <laughs> Does this mean it'll run on 10? Did they respond? I think they did, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out to us. <laughs> How did you not see it? I'm going to go out and call this one as because the person who wrote that was Chinese. That's what I'm guessing. Quite possibly, mm. yeah. I, I, that's come from an Asian it, market. It was from like. Cambridge Hitachi. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Hitachi's... Wait, don't Hitachi make those crazy vibrating massage one things? Hitachi make a lot of things. Ah, uh, they're like Toshi- uh, Toshiba or Toyota or they do all yeah. of the stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, cause that, that, the Windows stick, that does bug me that. As a, I, I hate it when people do that with the naming thing, where they jump a certain thing. Like, like the Microsoft X-Bone, <laughs> so the Xbox One. Like, don't, no, you set up this system, it should be this, either the 720 or just, like, rate it something completely different. No, it's well, the One. surely the Xbox One was the mm. Xbox. Yeah, you think so, you know, yeah. Like the original Xbox, yeah. That was PlayStation did, One. The Xbox, the 360, and then the One. Well, like, Xbox the one. one. So, like, will the next one be two? Well, that's a good question. HTC didn't do that, though. HTC went, the HTC One, then the One M8, then the One M9, and then the 10. Like... What? They're just, what are you trying to make my brain explode? The thing is, I've had a One X. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because the first one wasn't like, they did the one that was the plastic one, then the One X and the One XS, I think. And then they went to the new one, which was the M7, but no one called it that. They just called it the one. Like, what are you doing? Seriously, <laughs> call them different things. That's, that's, I think that's a translation thing. I suspect, yeah, it must be, right? Yeah. It's got to be. Okay, um, I pulled the string on the ceiling fan too many times and now I can't tell if it's slowing down or speeding up. I've had this in hotel rooms when you're on holiday and they've got a little string on the fan because otherwise you don't run a fan when you're going to run a fan. But you turn it on and it's like, right, now what is it? I don't know, did I turn it off? What sort of holidays are you going on? I don't know, holidays with fans. Why do you have <laughs> air conditioning like everybody else? Oh, I else? See. This is, see, this is another first world problem. There is only a fan. I don't know, it depends, doesn't it? This, admittedly, is not a problem I've had for many years, but still. And that's the other thing, though, now. When you have a ceiling fan, you never turn the thing on. It just sits there. And gathers dust. Indeed. And when you do turn it on, it, you get <laughs> rained on in <Yeah>. dust. <laughs> dust everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. My screen's gone on. Um, <laughs> this first is, world problems. I cannot <laughs> see my first world problems list because the screen is on energy saving. This is incredibly mm-hmm. specific to me and my work. And All I right. apologise if nobody understands what it means. No, that means no one will. When you go to update a bunch of iPads and one decides to go into recovery mode. <laughs> okay. 
I know what recovery mode is. Do they it do that automatically the little, sometimes? It shows the little cable. Yeah, the little thing that says. Yeah. And then I've got to like give that one special treatment. <laughs> oh, that's why. It just wants love. <laughs> love me, Joanne. That's what it's saying. And now it doesn't have all the apps it should have on it. And Oh, it's nightmare. Oh, dear. Okay. I took home someone else's coffee at Starbucks and now I can never go back to that branch of Starbucks. What? <laughs> I'd well go back and See, demand a free coffee. This is the issue with shame or not shame. <laughs> like when you pick one up, I like, guess this is me. You get halfway around in your car and you're like, oh God, I just took someone else's coffee. It depends really, I suppose. My, my most thing was I'd be mostly annoyed that I'd wound up with someone else's coffee. And the kicker for that would probably be because I'll have ordered a coffee with milk in it. Like an Americano just ate, like a coffee. You'll get given a He's latte. Like, and I'll get given a latte, like, like, you know, caramel macchiato, whatever, blah, blah. And I'm like... Crap, I'd allow so many calories for a coffee, which is like 20 if it's just a coffee with milk. Now I'm going to have to factor in like 350. Damn you, Starbucks. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, this is quite specific to me, mm-hmm. and I, all of them are really today. <laughs> Joining a golf club, but not being into the scene that the other lady members so want you to be a part <laughs> of. Yeah, that must be quite specific for a golf club as well, I would think. I had a meeting mm-hmm. um, this week. With some of the members. Oh, yes. Uh, and the lady members. And when I pulled up to the practice ground, yeah. they swarmed me. Really? And they were like, ooh, you must come and play competitions on Thursdays. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, I can't play on a Thursday because I'm mm. working. Like, oh, well, I'm retired. And they're all retired. <laughs> and, uh. and they probably want me to play bridge in the knitting circle and... <laughs> And bake cakes Indeed. for the women's yeah, institute. Sit and play whist. <laughs> like, it's what my my life is about to oh become. Indeed, don't you know? We are ladies who lunch. <laughs> like, oh dear. Yeah, well, it does have that reputation. I, I think, is that gender specific though? Because for men, golf, yeah, it's a business thing most of the time. You get a lot of people who play business and every deal is done on the golf course and all that yeah, stuff. So everyone plays it. The ladies get a much mm. warmer welcome than what the men do. Yeah, but I guess they're more specific though, aren't they? They're going to be a, a group of people who specifically play golf. Yeah, and I kind of think it's clicky. Um, I've already arranged a date with one lady oh to dear, play golf. A golf date. Golf date. Wow, how charming. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things with golf. I don't know if I'd enjoy it, and I'm not going to find out anytime soon because I don't need another expensive hobby. I'm good. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, the track that's playing via Bluetooth from my phone doesn't always appear immediately on my car stereo. Sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> now, I don't have that problem at all because my car doesn't even have Bluetooth. But there we go. That's a, that's one of the key factors in me wanting a new car at the third moment. Third world car. Yeah, proper third world car. And it's old enough that you can get an auxiliary in cable, but then you have to faff around at the back because it's one of those anti-theft radios where it's built in. So it's a faff uh... to fit it. And, and I'm kind of going, ah, I'll just get rid of the car. <laughs> like, it seemed like a good idea when they designed that car, I suppose, because that's when people still nicked car stereos. But now, like, why would you nick a car stereo? Yeah. What's the point? It's not be worth any money, so... There we go. All right, we got any more? Um, <clears throat> being told to call the doctors tomorrow at 8 a.m. to get an appointment for that day. <laughs> yeah. So I rang up the doctors and like, yeah. no, no, you'll have to ring back tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh. But yeah. I, I still get a same-day appointment, yeah, so like, real, eh. it is... It is actually really good. Yeah, but at the same time... But it's time... knowing that I have to ring back. <laughs> well, it also means you're rolling the dice. Because if they do go, oh, no, no appointments now, you're like, I asked this two days ago for this reason. Like, I yeah. thought you might not have appointments. 
Which you know is going to happen at some stage. That always happens. The one I always get with our doctors is there are two um, doctors' surgeries, like, and they're all part of the same group. So sometimes you make an appointment. If you forget to ask which surgery it's at, you turn up to the wrong one, and they're just too far away from each other for you to be able to make it there in oh, time. Oh no! So if you get there and they go, oh, it's at my Vimroid, like it's five minutes, like until the next appointment, and it's a ten-minute drive. Damn you, damn you, there's no way I can make that. That seems really stupid. Yeah, really. I mean, to be fair, they probably do tell you when you book it, but you don't always listen, right? <laughs> I would do if I were ask. in that situation. That's it. Well, now I do all the time. Now, if, if I have to make an appointment, yeah, you maybe pay attention. How sad is it that we're getting mm. to the age where we have to go to the doctors? Yeah, it's pretty sad. Mm. That's pretty sad. And where we have to do our own booking, because the thing when you're a kid, where if you need a doctor's appointment, ah, mum and dad will sort it through. <laughs> Fine. Doctors is this time. Have you got an infection or something like rocking? <laughs> Although the other thing is actually, I once got um, antibiotics from nothing but a phone call. From like, I rang up because I had a sinus infection or something and I explained the symptoms to him and the guy was like, yeah, sure, we'll make you a, a prescription for some antibiotics, go get them. Oh, that's all right. I can only assume as well, because like, at first you go, oh, wow, you got drugs over the foot, that's really bad, like blah, blah, blah. Except it's not really, because I don't think many junkies are hounding for antibiotics particularly. No. So I think that's probably all right. Uh, someone saw me looking at my sw- at my watch and asked me what time it was, but I was really just checking messages on my smartwatch. So I had to stop what I was doing and switch back to the clock app. <laughs> what? Yeah. What sort of smartwatch have you got? Well, I haven't got a smartwatch at all. I've got a Fitbit that happens to be a watch. But you do have to f- click back to where the clock is. It's not so much the app as it is just fire back to the clock screen. See, for me... Mm. I just need to smash my hand on the front mm. of my watch and it'll show me the clock. Is that if you're already looking at messages, though? Like, so, you're, like, checking messages on it. If, I, if I've if i got something up, mm-hmm. I just go smash, and then clock face. Oh, okay. It's very dark, though. That's the other thing. Oh, face. yeah, I'd have to tap it to light it up. But uh, there you go. I suppose that's the first world problem. It's like, oh, i to tap my oh. watch to see it. <laughs> my clock isn't bright enough. Hit it. I, I'm done with first world problems right. now. Uh, I got one more, which is the battery of my key fob died, so now I have to stick the key in the lock to open my car door. Like some sort of savage! That's an old so one. So savage. We must have covered that more than once, but it got me to do a like some sort of savage, which we haven't done for a while. So there you go. You love doing that, don't you? I do, I enjoy it. It's, it's like crack to me. Okay, right, well that was first world problems, so we move into good internet and bad internet. <laughs> So, we move into the wonderful wild world of good internet and bad internet. Shall I begin? Would you like to? Uh, You can. All right. China has been forced to deny exporting cans of human meat to African supermarkets. What? Yes. Apparently, uh, the government was forced to respond after several African publications reported the allegations, which were made on Facebook by user Barbara Akuosa Abuage. Abuagi? Abuagi? That sounds like I apologise, Barbara. I'm struggling with your name. There we go. In a post which has since been shared more than 26,000 times, South African websites Mzanzi Live and Daily Post even went so far as to speculate that the reason behind exporting human meat is due to China's overpopulation, suggesting the country <laughs> is unable to find space to bury its dead. Chinese ambassador oh. Zambia Yang Yuming issued a statement on Chinese state media saying, Today a local tabloid newspaper is openly spreading a rumour claiming that the Chinese use human meat to make corned beef and sell it to Africa. This is completely a malicious slandering and vilification which is absolutely unacceptable to us. We hereby express our utmost anger and the strongest condemnation over such an act. 
China's apparently invested heavily in Zambia, specifically in the mining industry. However, its economic downturn has directly affected workers in the country, with plants being closed and operations suspended. So we can safely say people are fairly annoyed at the Chinese. Uh, some Chinese companies have also come under fire for allegedly exploiting their Zambian workers. But these particular rumours have come about seemingly independently, and they've been forced to deny it. And they've been accompanied, some of the news stories have been accompanied with some really grim images of like what looks like a skinned human and meat from a human, and blah, which is apparently completely faked. That's part of another thing. Yeah, so uh, have there been any tests on this tinned meat? That's an excellent question. Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, but apparently Chinese officials are obviously very concerned that the rumours such as those about exporting human meat will further strain the relationship between locals and Chinese businesses. So you could suggest if this carries on, they are going to perform tests on them and whatnot. But then I suppose people in <laughs> Africa might not necessarily realise that well, that's it, yeah. it's complete mm-hmm. rubbish. Exactly. And if it's, you know, if you've got access to Facebook, you don't do a great deal of news searching or whatever, it could have a fair amount of clout to it. Right, well, I come to my conclusion. Mm-hmm. Bad internet. Bad internet. I see. Yeah. Well, I see. The thing is, it's, it, with all of these ones, whenever someone starts something on something like Facebook, I tend to go, "Well, it's good that they have the free speech to do that." On the other hand, that's a douchey use of the internet. Like, don't do that. But I mean, she might believe it. That's the other kicker. Is she might actually believe that that's correct. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's grim. And especially, it's it's very telling because Africa is one of those countries as well where you know historically certain places in like civil wars and stuff have had a problem with cannibalism yeah that does persist in some areas apparently maybe who knows it, it, it. that wouldn't surprise me no well there was have you are you aware of vice the vice news people yeah vice.com. they did a series um called the vice guide to travel which is really cool they're going to like crazy areas and one of the ones they did sort of six years ago was into um liberia and they were talking to the, some of these guys who were former generals in their civil war. And they went with names like General Tupac and General... They called themselves crazy things. General nice. Osama Bin Laden. And my, the one they were talking to was this guy called General Butt-Naked. And the reason he was called General Butt-Naked was he believed at the time in all this tribal spiritual stuff. And he would go into battle naked after he'd eaten the heart of an innocent child. Oh, because no. he thought it made him bulletproof. Right. And apparently this happened a lot. He reckoned he was directly responsible for killing and eating something like 5,000 people. He's now a Christian minister in Liberia and quite wealthy off that. But because he's a Christian, it's almost like they went, oh, okay, well, you've repented your past. All right, fair news, we'll call it even. And he's got so many supporters in his Christian thing that no one can really go after him. And they interviewed him and were talking to him. And one of the anecdotes he was telling, just a fun, fun story, like was how apparently he'd been driving past this area where there were these guys selling street meat. And he was in a traffic jam, so he got out to eat some of this street meat. And he accosted them and said, this is human meat, you're not allowed to sell this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and his thing was, um, you know, oh, it's, you know, not allowed to sell this. And he got the police into them and they got arrested. And, and of course, he knew it was human meat because he'd eaten so much human meat before he knew what it tasted like. And he just brushes past that like a fact. That's just something. And of course, I knew what that was. And he moves on. That, to me, is the freaky thing. Them selling the meat's really awful. Apparently, they've been stealing bodies from the morgue and selling it because they couldn't afford meat. So they were using that to make money. Yeah. Now, that is horrendous. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that a little tiny pieces and aside a bit of context he gives was and of course <laughs> I knew it was human meat from all the human meat I've been eating and moves on <laughs> he's now a Christian preacher in this country and very popular woo okay yeah that's pretty grim yeah Africa you scary I mean it's, it's it, you know it has a bad rep I'm sure you know, 99.9% of Africans lovely people you know, there's awesome places there and stuff but there is some seriously messed up stuff goes on there's a lot of corruption mm, and some fairly scary things so in this case however China are stringently denying that it's them selling Chinese people to African people as meat 
specifically corned beef. Enjoy your dinner, folks. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what do we got? Um, Craig David has tweeted oh, wow. this week about the Fill e- me in, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> about the EU referendum. Oh, well, I, I know if I'm looking for cutting-edge political commentary, I look to Craig David. He's trying to reach out to the younger generation of voters... Uh, it's a massive topic. I don't really want to get into whether we should okay. or shouldn't stay, uh, but we should stay because I think we should, I'm yeah. part of the workforce. This is it. Yeah. I want to keep my job. God damn it! Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, I've got an audio clip. Yeah. Of him talking about the EU. Okay, let's so, have a listen. Ultimately, we know that no vote leaves it in no man's land. So just just a vote in in itself, because the power is always in the in the people with everything. Just sometimes we don't realise that, do you know what I mean? But also is, is going and getting enough information to understand is it right to be in, is it right to be out, do you know what I mean? Not just, I'm just going to throw a vote out there because I have to, do you know what I'm saying? And I think it's the youth culture that have such a massive voice. And if, if they really see that the, the clear, no BS, what is the ups and what are the downs on both sides of it, then allow them to make that, that decision, do you know what I'm saying? What? Just what was that? You know what I mean? No, I mean, in it, it's in it. It's like, and what? So you need to know <laughs> the facts before you need vote, to know man. The facts and know all the facts before they vote. And just remember, no, va- no wasted vote. But just oh, facts. Right, okay. First of all, the issue here is no one knows. It's it, people are throwing stuff out there like that's pure speculation. The people who are saying, "Hey, let's get out of the EU." The thing they all seem to rant about inevitably is immigrants. It's all about the immigrants, and that seems to be about it. And, how, mu- and like, how much money we spend. Yeah, exactly. They start talking about the e- economic reasons and stuff, but they haven't really it, got anything there. Is it 350 million a week? Something like that. But, but then, but and they say that we should spend that on the NHS, mm-hmm. but actually when we get money back off them and then the money that's pumped into mm-hmm. research and stuff, it's about... 180 million, I think. Yeah. And we're already in a week. situation where trade but, and stuff. Can I just say mm-hmm. that probably runs the NHS for about five minutes? Yeah, exactly. So, what's the point? So, what's the yeah, exactly. But then you've got the situation where, like, the trade and stuff with like European like countries like Germany and stuff have already said in a somewhat threatening manner, which all right, get, rankles you a bit. But they've already pretty much said, hey, if you leave the EU, it's gonna have major trade implications, just saying. And you're like, all right, well, the people who, who we do make a lot of trade money from, like, but that's private sector, it's harder to, harder to quantify, are already saying, hey, if you do this, we're probably not going to trade with you nearly as much as we do now. Yeah. Right. What? Where's the... <laughs> but um, I think the only people who want to leave mm. are people who want to go back to the good old days. Yeah, I think so. But they and never in, existed. And that's it. And whenever they talk about that as well, they always go like, oh, we're going to leave because of all these reasons. Oh, and also the immigrants. And they move on. They always have to add that. All of them say that eventually. Even Boris and people, they always get onto immigration somewhere in their talking. Now, they yes. always do it in the case it cleverly, but they always end up there. And the fact that they all have that on their agenda makes me not trust them anyway. And, and the fact that uh, I used to be able to leave my front door unlocked. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And there were no paedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, totally. <laughs> of course there weren't. It's, it, this is the thing, though. It's always that way, isn't it? Like, there's always somebody who goes, oh, in the good old days, things were better. When? When the Luftwaffe used to bomb the living crap out of everything every night? Was that better? <laughs> I know, what? and rolling blackouts. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Ration books. Like, like, oh, we can't afford this stuff for years after. Oh, yeah. No. Or even the early 1900s, like, oh, we all lived in the, you know, dark satanic mills in the north and crawled underneath <laughs> looms and stuff. Like, so, what are you talking about? I'll just, I'll just bring it back round. Mm. Craig David, yeah. Craig David bringing up the topic. Did he bring it but up then, or is he asked? I think it was an interview. Okay. But then it's one of those things. 
does he actually reach out to the younger generation? Because aren't mm. we aren't we the sort of age but that he'd appeal to? On the on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, he doesn't state an opinion in that, from what I could hear. No, he but he does says we should vote. We should vote, which is a nice. I, I guess he gets to feel proactive without knowing a lot about the subject himself. Yeah. So he's like, oh, go and be well informed. And you can tell that from the fact that he's like, go and learn the hard facts. Go and learn whatever. Go and learn whatever. Right. I'm reasonably well informed on things, I like to think. I do a lot of reading. Oh, my God. And I haven't got a Scooby-Doo about the European thing properly because whenever you read it, everything contradicts everything else. It's awful. I hate it. It's crazy. Now, my gut feeling after we've just discussed is that Europe is better. But that's just because I feel like more inclusion is better rather than pushing things away. That's just my feeling on it. Keep it as it is. However, that response is one of those very clever things. Like, he should be a politician, is what he should be, because <laughs> that's that thing of, oh, I'm not going to answer your question. My, oh, I feel very strongly that young people should vote however they feel is correct, and they should go and be well-informed and learn correct. Well, yes, we all agree with that. Now, what do you think about the European Union? Well, they need to get all the facts and learn what's going on. Like, do you not have the facts? Is that what you're saying? Because if so, just say that. That's fine. Like, oh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. It's crazy, isn't it? Ha ha, move on. Because honestly... I'm not looking for cutting-edge political direction from no, Craig have, David. Have you noticed a lot of musicians get involved in politics yes. now? Yes. Well, they, um, they're and in I'm the not culture, talking like Bono. I'm talking no. Katy Perry. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, no, Hillary Clinton! Well, that's it. Like, they're in the culture, aren't they? That's the problem. You've got that thing of like... And they do have power. Like, to be fair, you know, if... if, if Michael Jackson in his heyday had come out and said, hey, vote for whatever people, it would have affected a lot of people. Do you think... Um, the musician mm. gets a gift of the politician for saying... Possibly. In Katy Perry's case, I think it's a it's a girl power situation. Ugh. It's a, you know, feminism, yay, let's get Hillary in thing. And now, I agree with the idea of having a female president. I think that's a good idea. My issue with Hillary Clinton is all of the corruption stuff that's going on behind the scene. Well, like, the thing is... Mm. Is she even a politician? Because well, isn't well, yeah. she just sort of there because of Bill? Well, yeah, originally. I mean, she has done a lot since then, and she has been active. So she has, you've got to be, you can't not be to get to that spot yeah. to some degree. But then my big concern is that Hillary wins against Bernie Sanders, for example, um, gets their nomination, and then she's got two criminal investigations going on against her now for leaking of data and stuff, which we, we've covered in much earlier shows. If any of those actually go through and she ends up not being able to run or being unelectable for any reason, she's going to hand it to Trump, essentially. Because if Bernie's no longer in the race, etc., okay, you bring him in, but now he's the guy who lost to Hillary Clinton, isn't he? So, you know what I mean? It, it's very worrying. I yeah. mean, either of them is better than Trump, obviously, but practically, I think... And I'm, I'm very pro having a, you know, a female president just to get that so it's not a thing that's an issue. Like, okay, men, women, whoever it is, is fine. I'm not sure she's the right one. Have you seen the <clears throat> um, the graffiti of Donald Trump and yes, Boris. Boris Johnson? Yes, where they're kissing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that Stay one. Stay in the EU. Stay in the EU, people. Yeah, don't become the 51st so, state, essentially. Um, musicians getting into politics? Bad, I think. Not because, again, they've done it forever. Bono, for example, has done a lot of good stuff for charity, but at the same time, pretentious, and oh, there was all the stuff with the money going awry and blah, blah, blah. In Craig David's situation, stay in your lane. This is not why people are talking to you. If they ask you about the EU, you go, oh, I'm not sure, man. Move on. Don't, or even, I mean, to be fair to him, actually, to some degree, respect him for just trying to say, hey, whatever it is, go vote, because it's important. Fair enough. But so, say it like that. Don't say it like I know, have all the answers. So that's a bad internet. I'm going to go bad internet. <laughs> All right. That was a quick one. Yeah, very swift. All right. <laughs> Unlike the story itself. 
which we've jabbered about for a while. But that's all good. Yeah, we got there. Okay, Android Pay UK. Apparently, the Google phone-based payment system has arrived in the first country outside of America. Yes! Indeed. And Come on! here, allowing people to buy things by just tapping their phones. Yes! Uh, the payment system allows people to turn their eligible phones into payment cards. It works similarly to Apple Pay, which also lets people swap their phone for their credit card and touch it on card readers to pay. So it's like um wireless thing, isn't it? Like, RF. Well, yeah, whatever pay it's called. So basically, the rollout marks the first time that Google has made Android Pay available outside of its home market of the US, and they made the announcement just hours ahead of its I.O. event. Um, so yeah, what do we think? The idea of it, apparently it can only be used on all NFC-enabled phones that have KitKat 4.4 or later. Yep, uh, that's mine. It can my. also be used in apps, including those made by JD Sports and Deliveroo. Oh, so, okay. So there we go. What do we think? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I think, because... Um... I've been looking for an app to pay with stuff mm-hmm. from my phone for ages. Yeah. Because you go to McDonald's drive-thru mm-hmm. and you got to get your card out or your cash because mm-hmm. I don't have contactless. It'd be so much easier to just like smash my phone against the reader. <laughs> just hammer your phone. Bang! Smash the phone against the reader. Yeah. The only, the only concern I have with this is it kind of moves us on towards more of a cashless system. I'm all for the cashless. I would be, apart from once we get all the rest of the laws sorted out. <laughs> Is all I'm going to say. But yes, beyond that, good internet. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> all right. That sure was if... the worst evil laugh in the history I'm of I'm frankly man. ambiguous about that one. Where the other. I'm not <laughs> sure if that was good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird little echo. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. All right, it is. Uh, we got any more? Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I do. So just do one more piece. Yeah, go on then. Let me click, 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 and scroll, scroll, scroll. So, um, Chrome browser has announced that the ending flash support. Oh, damn you, Apple. This is Apple's fault. Um, well, <laughs> it's fault um, the Android user gets angry at Apple even when it's Google doing the thing. I'm pretty sure it's been in the pipeline for quite mm, a while. I think so. Google have been sort of pushing... Yeah, um, HTML5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of stuff like Silverlight and mm-hmm. hopefully Java will be next. Yeah, I hope Java's next. I hate Java. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I guess it did mm. stem from Apple. the a- Apple. Yeah, Apple with Steve Jobs. It still shows the power, though. Even years after Steve's gone the way of the dodo and whatnot, it's still like, yeah, the fact that Apple made that decision is pushing everybody to have to take the same stance because you can't run you know, them on, a, on an Apple phone. Therefore, no one wants them. Apple tell you what you want. Yes, they do. Yes, and you believe them. So, uh, but fear not, mm-hmm. Flash playing friends, if you play any crappy so browser games, remains, yes. uh, you can actually enable it back in Chrome. They're just switching it to disabled automatically. All right. To sort of ease Encourage people. Encourage you, so that so when the next version comes out. So hopefully everyone's gone mm-hmm. over to HTML5 on the website, so mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be browsing normally and... It'll be fine. Mm. Uh, but if you come across a website that's not, mm-hmm. then you can't be enabled. Yeah, so that's so stupid, though. I mean, presumably that's a precursor to eventually it's not going to be enabled yeah, all at all. Yeah, that is, yeah. Right, this is the stop. That's what they did with Silverlight. Yeah, to slowly there was, phase There was it, a yeah, workaround, yeah. but mm. now there's not. So you've well, got to, to use be fair, Internet Explorer. Someone's going to introduce a plugin. At some point, there'll be a third-party plugin that lets you do that anyway. And it'll, but, it'll download loads of viruses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I presume they're counting on eventually people will stop posting videos and things using Flash. Yeah. 
But I do, I, I must admit, I mean, it's a long time since I've played any really, but I used to enjoy the free flash game thing. You go and play Tower Defense for a couple of hours or whatever. Like, <laughs> and it is always a couple of hours. You start thinking, Fling oh, five the penguin. Minutes, look how, exactly, like, kick the thing as far as you can and make it bounce. And there's always that thing where you go, like, oh, clearly this game's rubbish. I'm going to spend five minutes playing this. And then three hours later, oh my God, I just spent three hours playing a flash game. Um, overall, I guess. See, the problem is it is an example of them telling you what you do and don't like, which I kind of resent. But at the same time, I do think Flash should go away, so I'm a bit torn. Um, good, reluctantly. <laughs> I was going to say tap it multiple times like sleigh bells. <laughs> it didn't work very ding, well, ding, did it? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. This one is very soap operatic. Ooh. YouTube couple, which I'm not sure what a YouTube couple is, so stay oh, tuned. Oh, is, is it like me and Pete on Indeed. YouTube? Oh, YouTube no. couple Jesse Wellens and Gianna Smith have announced their breakup in a poignant video. Oh, no. They said, everyone has problems, everybody has issues, but we choose not to put that in these videos usually. Uh, basically, YouTube stars Jesse Wellens and Gianna Smith have told fans they're breaking up after being together for 10 years. The former couple, whose YouTube account is called BF vs. GF, have amassed a following of nearly 9 million and shared joint videos of their daily lives every day on YouTube for nearly 7 years. And apparently been watched by almost 9, pe 9 million people. Uh, Wellens and Smith, both 33, announced their breakup in an emotive 10 minute titled A New Chapter, which saw them both reduced to tears. The video has already been watched more than 5 million times. The pair both cite the pressure of their YouTube careers as the cause of their breakup. They say, the weight of our relationship is the weight of our careers, is the weight of our whole lives, and that pressure is not good for our relationship. Uh, the couple who are from Philadelphia are also known for their other YouTube channel, Prank vs. Prank, which documents the humorous pranks they've played on each other and others, and that channel has more than 1.7 billion video views and 9.9 wow. million subscribers. So this is quite a big deal, actually. I mean, this is like, them breaking up, presumably, is like a big company splitting at this point. Well, I'm not being funny, mm. but... You'd stop doing the YouTube channel and work on your relationship. Well, you think, wouldn't you? Especially after you've been together for so but then long. It if they've got 9 million subscribers and billions of views, they're making enough money off that to be millionaires, I would think, just from the YouTube channel. Yeah. So, yes, on the one perspective. On the other hand, that would be like quitting your multi-million dollar job. So, I can sort of see why. And no, this but surely they've, got, surely they've got enough money to be comfortable. It depends what they've done with it, I suppose. And if they've it? got two channels. Mm. And the other thing is, very few people seem to do that. If they win the lottery, they do not very much until they've spent all the money. If they've earned X million pounds, dollars, whatever, they spend their time trying to get more. It seems to be a thing. Like, yeah. billionaires should stop. Like, like Bill Gates could stop. He could just go home. But he doesn't. Well, he keeps earning money. No, Bill Gates mm. is retired now. Yeah, but he's still... I mean, he's He does still, charity stuff. He does his charity stuff, and he, he's still got... He's still got uh, lots of assets and stuff that okay. he works, doesn't he? So, you know, you've got that. Whereas you go, like, I get... So I, I can understand them sticking to it, but yeah, you would think if, if that was the reason, you would stay with the person over the thing. But hey-ho. But yeah, so... um. The duo have explained they're going to take a break from blogging and their relationship. Wellens plans to move to New York City while Smith will stay in Philadelphia. He says, I have a huge passion for making short films and YouTube videos, but this is just what has to be done for us to keep our sanity. That's it. Uh, the video poignantly finishes with them explaining they love each other and will do so forever. Um, so what do we think about this, this epic breakup for 9 million views and whatnot on YouTube? Baby donkeys. That's what I think. That's All stupid. Right. Bad net. 
Yes. Okay, but what if they? I mean, if they have made all this money from like their their relationship for the last ten years being all over the YouTubes, well, it must be quite difficult to let it go, shouldn't it? And shouldn't viewers have closure? Or are you are you booing the breakup? Uh, I'm booing the whole lot. To the be whole honest. thing. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's, for me, it's the people watching it. Like, really? Yeah, I found that weird. Really? Yeah, they prank video channel, that's fair enough. Yeah, I understand that. But just a couple's YouTube thing that has 9 million subscribers. I don't, I don't understand. So the video log thing, mm. the vlogs, when it's just somebody talking about their day, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't either. If I'm it's someone it. doing an activity... Mm-hmm. I understand. Like PewDiePie or something, where you're like, he's playing a game and it's funny because he comments on stuff. I mean, it's not my thing. I wouldn't watch it, but I get it. You know what? Mm. He grew on me. Really? Oh, yeah. Dear. I don't <laughs> watch his videos mm. all the time, but, but I have watched some and actually enjoyed mm. them and laughed. Uh, but yeah, no, it's all silly. All mm-hmm. very silly. Super Petty. silly. You wouldn't, you wouldn't base your relationship on YouTube. And wouldn't let your relationship break because of YouTube either. That seems foolish, as you yeah. say. Like, the point at which, oh, this is taking up too much strain, or well, maybe do something else for a bit. Yeah. But then again, I mean, again, if it is your bread and butter, But if you still love each thing, other very much. Yeah, but couples always say that. Oh, it's bullshit. It's always nonsense. So we've broken up, we'll love each other forever, but blah, until it gets really nasty. That's always how it begins. We'll always love each other, but now we have to be apart. The money's mine. Exactly. Well, that's no, that's it's like mine. Exactly. Whose YouTube channel is it? That's what's coming next. Yeah. I'm going to keep the channel active. You bastard, it's my channel too. And so on. I wonder if they'll YouTube the court cases. I think you're okay. going to have to put a PG rating on this one because we've both sworn Yeah, it. it's fine. <laughs> Tinterwebs. All right, so that has been good internet, bad internet. Coming up, we have a science story, which is heartwarming and really cool. And do we have other ones from the great Juan? Do we have a non-news? I've got a non-news story that will blow your mind. Get ready, people. Can you take the drama? Coming up. Welcome. So we move into non-news. Non-news. Let's do non-news. So, news this week. Mm-hmm. Is this Harrogate's straightest banana? What? A Harrogate pensioner has described the moment she discovered a rare food phenomenon, a straight banana. What? Is that rare? <laughs> I don't know. So an anti-year-old lady called Irma, um, <laughs> it gives like a full address in this, uh, in oh, this newspaper article. A whole address? Uh, not Tremendous a whole for, address. People, for people who want to come and see the banana. Um <laughs> Said she was given the oddly shaped fruit after eating dinner one night at a residential home. I said, Ooh, I've got a straight banana. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. <laughs> or are you just pleased to see me? I thought it was a joke, she explained. After lunch, we all laughed about it and we showed it around. <laughs> Instead of the usual pudding, I asked for fruit. It was quite a long, straight banana. <laughs> it was a beautiful oh. yellow. T- <laughs> to start with. Oh dear. But after a while, it started to go brown. <laughs> <laughs> Straight bananas hit the news in in the 80s when the rumour... Uh, oh, the rumour oh, yeah, mill suspicious yeah. suggested that Brussels uh-huh. wanted to ban them. Yeah. Well, the EU so I think this, this story sort of proves that actually the EU haven't banned straight bananas. <laughs> 20 years on. 30 years on. Oh dear. And, and she said... If I can't do anything else, I will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what else could you do with it? So, in a nutshell, old lady gets banana. Finds really it's straight pretty straight. Banana. She eats it. <laughs> 
I really hope actually that that was some Harrogate newspaper or whatever going. This is this is a story that's both hilarious, full of innuendo, and a jab at the EU. We're going to have this. This is amazing. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, that is what. Like, <laughs> is this Harrogate straightest banana? And do I give a flying? No, I, lo- I, I love non news. I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I do. It's the plight of the the journalist sat in the little local newspaper office. Like, please God, let something happen today. Oh, great! This old lady's got a really straight banana. Tremendous! I'll get right on that then, shall I? <laughs> that means someone had to go and interview her as well. Like, because yeah. they've got comments and stuff. Someone had to go and talk to her. Oh, bless! All right. Well, that was this week's non news, and quite a non news event it was. I'm impressed. All right. Finally, we're going to round things out. On a nice little tech science story, which is also quite heartwarming. Do you like a bit of tech? Indeed. An amputee gamer has been given a bionic arm that has its own built-in drone. <gasps> oh, yeah, I've just seen the like picture. When biological scientist James Young was pulled under a train in London in 2012, ouch, he feared the worst. His left foot was severed and his left arm later had to be amputated to save his life. But four years later, he's been given a new lease of life thanks to a futuristic-looking prosthetic arm. And it does. It looks amazing. It's, it looks really like a cybernetic arm. The $90,000 device is a gadget lover's dream being fa- packed full of technology and, of course, sporting a rather enticing look. As a, I will tweet some pictures of it. It looks like a transformer arm. It was designed especially for James by Sophie de Oliveira Barata from the Alternative Limb Project. And if you're a gamer, it might look familiar. James, himself an avid gamer, had the design loosely based on Solid Snake's bionic limb in Metal Gear Solid 5. Yes! It was made in partnership with Konami, who make the Metal Gear Solid games. And together with a group of engineers, roboticists and, and designers, Barata put the arm together for James last year. Now it's attached to James and it boasts a number of perks that would probably make Snake himself jealous. In the wrist of the arm is a smartwatch, something James was unable to use previously when it was on his other arm. The fingers are controllable and it also doubles as a phone charger thanks to a USB port. No way. While a panel on the outside of the shoulder houses a drone. A drone that can fly around. Awesome. Uh, The arm, which is detachable and can also light up in various colours, is controlled by James via commands sent by his shoulder muscles to sensors. Although he told the Metro that he was still getting to grips with using it independently without the help of his other arm. To achieve his goal of having two fully independent arms once again, he's currently seeking funding for a procedure called osseointegration, which will basically involve attaching the prosthetic directly to his bone using titanium. And if you'd like to help out, you can donate to him on his GoFundMe page, which we'll also tweet. To learn more about his incredible story, those of us in the UK can also watch the programme Body Hack, Metal Gear Man, which is on BBC3 online. And you can also follow James Journey on Instagram or Twitter. We'll tweet all of that out shortly. I so want to watch that. I know, right? It must be incredible. You've kind of got to wonder with this sort of technology, like um, the people who play the Deus Ex games or any of those sorts of ones where people end up with super strong robot limbs and stuff. And it's always after an injury. They have some horrible in- injury. They replace them with these limbs that make them super strong and able to do all this funky stuff. We're not far away from limbs that can actually do that. How long do you reckon it is before we have the first people who get voluntary amputations in order to replace their legs or arms with cybernetics? Uh, not long, right? No, probably like when you've got body modification and stuff. We're not far away, are we? Because no, at the moment, quite scary, actually. that's, that's never it. Thought so. And like, how cool this is is really cool. But like, okay, he had a hideous accident lead to this. But there must be people looking at that now and going, "That's actually pretty cool. I'd quite like one of those." If they get that technology refined. I wonder if I could get one. Like, you know what I mean? There is that thing. We're probably not far away from that stuff, right? Once it's they quite can... disturbing, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, isn't it? And and where do you draw the line? When people are like, oh, we've got bionic hearts, we've got bionic this, we've got bionic... and they last longer and they never break. And your heart's fine, and you're a 22 year old, but yeah, you could get one if you wanted one. Like, we're probably not far off. 
Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, mm. it's just going to make people last longer and longer, and the population's just going to go up and up. Well, yeah, and the other thing is We're also... We're going to have to turn veggie. Well, yeah, and not, save the planet. And not just that, but so eventually, depressing. like, none of us are going to have jobs. Because robots will be doing everything better and more efficiently than we could. We're not far away from that future either. We'll be like those people in Wally. In Wally, yeah, <laughs> floating around on the fat things, getting milkshakes delivered to us. Which actually, <laughs> no, it made me mm. ill. Well, yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> no, you'd get a non-gluten, three D printed, modically, modi- yeah, coconut milk thing. It'd be like <laughs> it's not even a real molecule. You can't be allergic to it. We built this using a nano printer. Synthetic. Synthetics. That's the wave. The wave of the future. You do have to wonder with that stuff if that is where we're going to end up. Because if technology carries on the way it is, that has to be right. What else are we going to do? Yeah, I guess so. I don't think they'll be actively researching. Mm. For people well, no, who but have limbs. Thing. But, but they will have to eventually, right? Because it's going to have to be available. Someone will do it. Someone will buy it, You yeah. can get, I mean, Some you look rich, at... rich, weird person. Well, that's it. But you look at the genetic... The, 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 not the genetic modification, but like the body modification stuff that people do. Oh, yeah, You can the get stuff horns. done now that's bizarre. Horns and little magnetic things in your fingertips. Oh, my God, what? Uh, the, you get these little magnetic plates in the fingertips. We'll do a, I'll do a proper th- thing about this next week, if you like. I want them. And basically, yeah, they, they say you can use it in certain ways where people who've got them have had them for a, a few years now, because it came out a few years ago. Um, can detect like electronic circuits when something's live when it's not live they can detect changes in that when they get used to it they describe it almost like a flavor it's like the the plates vibrate slightly and they can tell a flavor to tell what voltage things are and when they you know all these and there's all these different uses for them now where if if you've got these built in you can make devices that let you navigate with them and stuff i'd just use it to pick up screws yeah well i don't think they're quite that strong no, but the like, little laptop ones. Yeah, maybe. But but there's all this stuff, like, like people are voluntarily... And then that's dead simple. You just open up your fingertip, you get a little thing put in there or whatever. And people have had them long enough now, they're starting to discover all these different uses for them and stuff. But then on the back of that, you've also got people who do things like split their penis in half voluntarily. <laughs> yeah. I know there's all these different... Never look Why did up. you have to choose that one? Well, because that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things where you're like, why would you do that? That seems like self-harm at that point. But there's loads of people doing it just for the, just for the giggles of it. And, and surgeons performing it for them because yeah sure why not and you're going like ah oh, that ah oh, why would you well okay that to me is worse than having a limb removed to get a super strong one put in its place and so where do you draw the line I guess we've already got people doing more extreme things you know it's yeah. weird oh great but in this particular case I have to say it is incredibly cool that this guy's got a Metal Gear Solid on yeah with a drone on it of like all the things to choose Metal mm. Gear Solid is a good is one it's one of the good ones yeah absolutely alright and so with that wonderful heartwarming tech story and split penis analogies <laughs> uh, that brings us to because uh, what let's face it that's largely what this show is it's a combination of technology and gruesome and, uh, and on yeah. that note on that glorious note you can find us on Twitter at Worldwide Wilcov if you want more of those sorts of stories on Facebook Worldwide Will Radio and you can find us on iTunes and any decent podcasting app but for us for the moment we will bid you aloha the internet thank you for listening and we will be back in two weeks time so stay tuned get subscribing get sharing get liking we love you all good night toodles take your sticking paws off me you damn dirty ape game over